This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to step up to the plate with Jim, Steve, Fish, and former two-time Gold Glover World Series champion, Benji Molina. A swing and a miss, and that's the winner! That's the winner! A World Series winner for the Cardinals! Right, Jordan! Smith courts one into right down the line. It may go. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. I pop off. The Clover's there. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. The Cardinals won the pennant. Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. Swing and a miss. The Cardinals are world champions for 2006. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Hello, Cardinal fans. Welcome to the Thursday edition of Two Birds on a Bat, your St. Louis Cardinals fan podcast, coming to you from the patio studios and always brought to you by our good friends at the Innovated Companies, innovatedcompanies.com. My good friend Randy Green over there, uh, proud to announce now they have the plumbing division underneath that umbrella. Got your construction team, uh, heating and cooling, the electric team, and now the plumbing uh, part of the organization is up and running. Uh, one-stop shop there, folks. Give them an opportunity for your business. Save yourself time, energy, and money, most of all. Get innovativecompanies.com involved in the process early. Uh, Got to love the fact that Randy's a man of his word. He's a tremendous human being. Looking forward to Randy and Stephanie Green joining us next Friday, May 4th, live from Patios. Uh, an announcement on that. Uh, we are got a ton of giveaways to do that day. We're going to have the green seats that we'll be giving away that day. Um, we're working on some special uh, some special stuff to do. We've moved the time to 4 o'clock to make it more convenient for everybody coming in for the game. So um, new time live from patios will be 4 o'clock, 4 to 5 next Friday. Cards, Cubs. Uh, it should be electric downtown, and um, we're excited to be associated with our friends at patios. All right, let's get to uh, some Cardinal baseball talk today. I'm excited about... Uh, Excited about what we're going to talk about. We've got ourselves a clash of the titans today. Carlos Martinez and Noah Syndergaard. Mano a mano. This is, I mean, this is straight out of the movies. I mean, it's clash. It's Game of Thrones. Let's get it on. Let me welcome in my in-studio guest from Art City Media, Josh Potter. What's going on, pal? Oh, we're doing good here. We're we're doing good. We've got uh, the game starts actually here in an hour. In an hour, hour oh. till game time. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. Obviously, it'll come out after the game, so you guys can kind of go back and, and listen to us. We're going to talk a little bit more about the state of the Cardinals uh, versus the game, because obviously it hasn't happened yet. But let me welcome in on the M4ByYachty.com hotline, the one, the only, Benji Molino. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? Ready to talk about our Cardinal baseball, man. I mean, I'm excited for what I see. Well, I can tell you this. We've got ourselves... I'm not going to call it Arizona weather, okay? We got that San Diego thing going on right now. It is dewy sweet out there. We got 69 degrees, going to be oh, oh. just a beautiful day at the Dude. ballpark. 
Beautiful. We have the uh, 100 here. <laughs> Ooh. Oof. That'll do right. wonders for the pool, though, won't it? Oh, I know. I got to take videos and pictures since you guys are asking for them. So <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send you. I don't need pictures. any pictures. I don't need any pictures. <laughs> I know this. I'll I'll get my first-hand look at it next year. I'm coming out to Casa Molina for one week. My man Benji's going to take me to meet my favorite player of all time. Getting ready to embark on 3,000 hits. I'm ready. Benji, I'm you can't you. see him right now, but he is squirming around in his I am seat. excited. I'm going to stay at Casa Molina. <laughs> Benji said he's going to make me. That's what he's about, man. That's gonna, what he's about. I take I Benji all these. Waiting. I take him to all these places here. Chavez are our restaurant over here we love and he says man you just wait till you come to my house i got an enchilada and some some stuff for you oh, buddy you don't I'm... even know what you don't even know what's waiting for you here buddy <laughs> <laughs> well i we're gonna find out i've already booked my my not my plane ticket my train ticket so that way i can't back out so anyway i'm uh i'm real excited so hey listen i know you heard me and steve-o will be with us he's on his way just so you know i mean late as usual um <laughs> So, hey, man, Clash of the Titans today. Now, all things would tell us this is this this just has the sound and the feel of a 2-1 game, a one nothing tilt. Doesn't it just strike you out as sometimes these games wind up being like 7-6, seven, 7-5? Seven, yeah. um, you know, Benji, when you played and you knew – I mean, I want to know what it felt like to know I'm going out and I'm going to face a dude today. I mean – you know, Carlos Martinez is nasty. We know that. He's our guy. I don't, you know, th- I'm going to let everybody else argue or whether or not he's an ace. I, He's our ace. I know that. How about that? I don't know if, you know, people can put him in whatever category they want if that's their thing. I don't care. I know he's our guy. He has the talent to be a top guy in the league. I know that. I know that the guy they got going today is nasty. So let me tell you, Benji Molina's in the clubhouse. He's getting his stuff on. He's going out to face Noah Syndergaard. What's going through his mind? Well, my mind is going through how am I going to get Carlos through seven innings today. That's the first thing that's going through my mind. Obviously, because I'm a catcher, I had that thought. But if I was uh, an infielder or an outfielder, um, I would be thinking, how the heck am I going to hit this guy? I'm gonna get him in good counts. I'm gonna try to back him up into a into a two old counts and um, things like that. And uh, how 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 extra? This is one of the things that you probably hear for the first time. Oh, one of, so a lot of the coaches they set themselves too. Like Okendo is is uh, you always talk. We always talk about you know all the game. How can we win the game? Uh, the hitters are trying to hit. The hitters are trying to catch out there. The catchers, you know, obviously call a good game. The pitcher throw a good game. But the coaches, the coaches is, okay, how am I going to put my little piece on this win today? How am I going to win this game? Am I going to help out on the base running? Am I going to help out on the bunting? Am I going to help out on, on waving a guy in? I mean, they get ready to. So it's just a, a total effort today when you're facing this guy. This guy has 192 fastballs that has hit over 100 miles an hour, okay, and since 19, um, 2016, and then Carlos has 42. But, I mean, we're facing the real deal today, and it's a day game too. So I, I would say he has the advantage. Obviously, any pitcher that pitches on a, on a day game has the advantage. You know, it's, it's a quick turnaround. But 
if we can win this game, it'll be huge for us as a team. Um, you know, you just said something really interesting that I'm sure our listeners would love to know the insight from a former player like yourself. When you say he has the advantage because it's a day game, what does that mean? Well, it means that um, he's been resting for four days. Let's not forget that. Not resting. Obviously, he's working out and stuff. But what I mean resting means he doesn't play. So he's been resting for four days. And now he has this day game. It's not a big deal for him. Same with Carlos, right? It's not a big deal for Carlos to go get up and go pitch. But for guys like Pollard and guys like Carp and guys like Wong and all these guys that play every single day, the game just ended a few hours ago, and then they have to go back. Like I heard Yaddy was at, out of the house by 8.30 a.m. today. I mean, he's not playing, but he's still out at 8.30 after a night game last night. Uh, you know, he has to go back in there or, or whoever it is. You know, I, I'm, I'm just giving you an example of whoever it is that played yesterday has to go back in there, get get psyched up a little bit again because it's coming, it's coming really fast. But the pitcher has the advantage because they have four days of rest, and then they get they get up and they get a little breakfast. They don't need to do anything until game time. The hitters, on the other hand, have to go out in the cage, swing swing a their group of BP. They have to get ready. They have to do all these things uh, to keep going, and it comes a little quicker than normal. So I think that's why the pitchers have the uh, the upper hand. All right. Well, that's great. That's interesting to know. I think that's uh, that's good stuff. I want to ask you, uh, I'm going to get my thoughts as our friend Steve-O has just entered the studio. Um, I want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, a couple things that have happened the last couple days, and then, um, and then I want to look forward uh, to some things that are going on with the Cardinals. Before we do that, let's remind everybody to check us out at twobirdsonabat.com. The things you can do at our website, obviously uh, the most important is subscribe to the show. It's absolutely free, and you'll get a notification uh, whenever the new shows are released, especially the special shows that we'll do from time to time. Uh, do your shopping at Amazon through twobirdsonabat.com. We get a very small referral. Helps us with our production costs. Doesn't cost you anything extra. On your computer, you'll see it over and a little bit down to your right. On your mobile device, you'll just scroll all the way down. Uh, we would appreciate it greatly as it does, like I said, it just it's, it's a, just a few pennies. Doesn't cost you anything extra and helps us with our production costs. Uh, social media is our big ask of all of our uh, listeners and followers. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Birds on a Bat Show. We'd appreciate it if you'd follow us there. If you're a Cardinal fan, we're going to follow you back. Facebook's our big ask. Type in two birds on a bat in the search bar. Find our Facebook page, like our Facebook page, and then click invite your friends. Uh, just an announcement. Um, our uh, Man, I don't want to call him our intern. He's our buddy. He's on the show now, you know, majority of the time. Our good buddy Josh Porter over here from Art City Media is working on putting together a contest that's going to allow the person. So you can get started right now, really, because ultimately it's what it's going to be. Whichever person can show us. How many of their mutual friends like our page? Whoever has the most. Your network. Your network, network right? And what you'll do is you'll shoot us a, a picture, a screenshot, okay? Showing It's real easy to find. He's going to put together the contest. So the more people that you're associated with that like our Facebook page is going to have an opportunity to win an autographed. Now, this is good stuff, Steve-O. I know you, you saw this and immediately wanted to take it for your collection. We have an autographed Marcelo Zuna jersey. So well, I didn't want the jersey. I wanted the neon armband. 
Yeah, or because the that is you. Guard. You are yes, in the arm band guy. without a doubt. But um, but we do have and and thanks again to to Benji and Yachty both and their support of the show from m4byyachty.com. We have an autographed Marcelo Zuna jersey that we're going to be giving away, and it's going to go to the person, okay, that get that has the most people that that have mutual that like it. I mean, it's a real simple thing. Josh is going to put it together. So if you want to start now on Facebook, inviting all your friends to like our page, that's going to happen. We're also going to have another, okay, another contest. All you have to do is follow us on Facebook. That's all you have to do. There's going to be a separate contest that involves some other things. Um, that way, you know, for just the people that do their part and follow us, we're going to have that as well. So those things are coming up. You can only know about these things if you follow us on social media. Once again, at Birds on a Bat Show for Twitter. The big one is Facebook. Two Birds on a Bat. Like our Facebook page. Invite your friends. That's going to be the big part of this deal here. Uh, Instagram as well. Uh, follow us there. Two Birds on a Bat Show. Um, we're going to have some interesting stuff going on through there. You can't know about it. If it's an Instagram contest and you don't follow us, how are you going to know? Instagram. Two Birds on a Bat Show. Follow us there. Lineupmedia.fm. Thank you for your continued support. Home of Yo Radio. Make sure you download Yo Radio today. The newest internet radio sensation. You will enjoy it. I'm. I know I am. I've been listening to it in the car and. Uh, great stations on there. The guys have been working really hard at it. Our producers, Brian Crock, Andrew Allen, thanks for all you do. All right. Back to business. What did I miss? What, what do you mean, what did you miss? I, I've, been, I've been studying the NFL draft all morning long, so oh, I got wow. a little tied up. Me and Mel Kuyper were on the phone. I think Green Bay needs you better, a— you better, do, you better do really strong work for your Cowboys, I tell you that. Yeah, they're in trouble, <laughs> Listen, buddy. listen you guys need a quarterback up there in Green Bay— you know what? I'm no, about. He's getting out. He's getting out. I don't know where he's going, but he's leaving. He's probably leaving uh, Green Bay. They don't respect him that much. So uh, wherever he goes, my heart will go with it. I mean, oh. I still love the Packers, but I, I'm a big fan of Aaron. So you know, wherever he goes, I'll, I'll follow. No Cowboys though. Oh come on! What if he goes to the Cowboys? They're... What are you gonna do? No, they can't do that. They're gonna bring Romo back. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. I, you know, I'm 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 doing a lot of studying because I'm about ready to show Benji and Yachty and and Jose how to do this fantasy football thing. I'm I, I am I them in? Have you I've, got? Have they figured out a way for me to be in this? Well, somebody's got to well, drop we out. Asked you last time, but you didn't. You yeah, wait a minute. I, I, this is like the mafia, right? If I mean, you just take, you just, you just make somebody disappear and you take it over. I mean, isn't that how this works? I mean, part of the Molina mafia. I listen. Oh, that's what they did so with Mo Green. That's what you they did with Mo Green. They wanted to take his casino. They just killed him. That's how it works around here. I mean, we're talking about fantasy football. Hey, let's get back to Cardinals. You guys talk about your fantasy football later. I got some <laughs> stuff for you guys. All right. So first and go foremost, back, go, baby. so first and foremost, somebody's got to explain this to me. Okay. I, I you know, I, I enjoyed this conversation the other night on Twitter. You want to get mad at 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 at, at Mike for bringing in Bowman? I don't oh, like I'm, Moban either. I don't I'm, like him either. I'm glad you went here. Okay. I don't like him either. Okay. I don't like him. But he basically had Bowman and Brebbia, which I like Brebbia better. I'd have brought him in. Okay, that's fine. You can argue that all day long twice on Sunday. But all the people arguing that he should have took Weaver out after he walked the guy in the, in the, at the top of the fifth inning have lost their minds. And what's funny is, and I love this, all you hear about is everybody loves Jim Edmonds and they love Brad Thompson. So I personally listened to Brad Thompson and Jim Edmonds try to explain to media members why you can't take him out there, and the media members argue with him. Like they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Okay? <laughs> L- listen. 
I'm going to explain it to everybody one time. Okay, he was at 80 pitches. He had retired eight people in a row going into the fifth inning. He is your starting pitcher. You cannot get your bullpen up every game in the fourth inning when a guy is cruising getting eight in a row. He then proceeds to get the first two out. And then he then he walks two guys in a row on eight pitches. Now, kind of like my cousin Vinny, maybe in your kitchen the grits cook in 30 seconds. But the normal world cooks grits in 20 minutes. It takes more than the amount of time to throw eight balls for a guy to get loose. And here's what all the, here's what all the, the hindsight 2020 people say. Well, I would have had somebody ready to go. He didn't look good that day to me. So this is what Brad Thompson, Jim M said. You can't get somebody loose every time somebody doesn't look right to you or you will have nobody left in your bullpen halfway through the season. So that's not how it goes. Exactly. You got it all all right right there. So people have to explain to me when in this day I'll tell you when it happened for Cardinal fans. It happened in 2011 when it should happen. In the World Series and in the playoffs, when your starting pitchers can't give you more than three or four innings, yes, this is what you do. Why do you do it? You've only got a week or so left of the season. You can't do it in April. Jim, let me let me let me solve your problem. Okay. Sometimes you got to win a game let, with defense and offense. Okay, let me solve your problem. It's real easy. He walks two guys on eight pitches. Then what happens? He got taken deep by a by a guy that takes That's people it. deep. That was the wrong move. They should have taken him out. It's that easy. He walked two guys on eight pitches. How are you going to take and him the next out? Guy, and the next guy hits a home run. Who are you going to pitch? Doesn't matter. Somebody other than him. Did he give up the home run? Yep. Then he should have been gone. It's that easy. How oh, I see what you're saying. Understand? Okay, I see what you're saying. How hard is it to understand? You're right. You're right. Once that guy hit the home run, he should have been out of the game before that. It's not. It's simple. I don't understand how. I, I'm. I'm going to start having to treat you like I treat my kids and yell at them a little bit harder. But the bottom line is, I don't understand why it's so difficult for you to understand that. If he got Cespedes out, it was the right move to keep him in. Right. If Cespedes hits the bomb, he should have been gone. Go back and have a do-over. We used to do it all the time you're in right. football. You're right. I am. You're right. You know, ghost what? runner on you know, second. Hang on a second. Go back you're, and do over. I think you're onto something. I think you're onto something. This league is giving us pitch clock, pitch clocks. We now have runners at second base, right in extra innings. That's coming. He doesn't like relief pitchers, so something's coming. I promise you, with relief pitchers. Okay. I think this is great. They want to get more people watching baseball. I think you ought to be able to sit in a bar all over the country with your beer or on your couch where you're smarter than every guy that's involved in this, right? And I think there ought to be like a contest, and if enough people pick a certain thing, you ought to go back and have a do-over. 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 We'd I, like a do-over. How many times did you? That's, you get that's two do-overs Madison, a game. That is Madison, Illinois rules right. all over. What church we, did you guys play at again down there? What, what was the churchyard? Well, it was Harris School. Harris School. Harris School, fuzzball. Wouldn't that what you guys we did? We had some do-over. There yeah, were you had certain do-overs. things that there were do-overs. Yeah, absolutely. So That's you know how what? you guys did it. I, I think you're on to something. What do you think, Benji? Should we have do-overs? Man, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm getting pretty mad about – not mad. I'm, I shouldn't say that word. But I'm getting pretty upset because the uh, everybody is very simple when things happen, right? Whenever uh, To say, oh, he should have. Oh, he should have. Hey, let me tell you this. In baseball, that word could have, should have, would have, if, 
doesn't exist. Doesn't not exist. Uh, when he walked the first guy, he's over 80 pitches <coughs> in four pitches. Yeah, you start warming somebody up. Which they did. Which they did. In case. Yeah, they did. So, and then he walks the second guy out on four straight other pitches. You tell the catcher, get the heck out onto the mound. Hold this thing a little bit, and my pitcher should be ready, right? That's what I would have done, not because he hit the home run, but the pitcher's telling you, I'm done. The pitcher itself is telling you, look, I threw four pitches. I can't find the strike zone anymore. And then the next guy, four pitches again. That's why he should have been gone, not because the people think he was throwing whatever. Not because of that. It's because the own pitcher was telling you, hey, I threw four. And he was two outs, right? Yep. yep. It wasn't two outs. Yep. So let me tell you, let me tell you another insight, Jimbo and, and guys. Whenever it's two outs, it's really hard to get a pitcher out as a, in general because he's one pitch away from getting out of that inning. You hear that? Uh, it's easy to, 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 to fight and, and argue after things are done. But when you're a manager and you're a coach, you're thinking, okay, he's one pitch away. This is Luke Weaver. He's been pitching great for us. Let me see if he can hit the, the corner away. Maybe a sinker down and in, a ground ball a third, and we are out of this inning. Maybe a nice little slider, a pop-up to right field. That's what they're thinking. Okay, that's that's their mentality. Like one pitch away from the from the uh, third out of the inning. In this case, the pitcher was telling you, "Hey, I'm done. I got four pitch walk, and the next guy four pitch walk. I mean, come on, that's telling you that that he's done. He he he's. I mean, eighty some pitches, maybe ninety at that time. You, you're like, okay, he's done, man. That's when. That's why he needed to take him out, not because. The next guy hit a home run, and oh, he should have taken him out because he hit a home run. Well, no, no, no. It's because the own pitcher tells you, man. Well, here's the thing. I look at you know all the armchair that goes on. It's fine because it's you know if that's your thing and that's what and you want to do. And Jimbo, Jimbo, I don't care who you bring in. The pitcher is telling you, I'm done. Whoever the heck you want to bring in, it it should be fresh and it should be able to get these people out and whatever it is whoever whoever it doesn't matter who comes in the fact that norris wasn't available does that surprise like i think that like i think people automatically assume and they did like if you just watch twitter they were blowing it up why is bowman pitching and not norris but he was unavailable he's been pitching a lot well the question is i think most fans and and again this isn't a dig this is one of those things that you don't know until you know okay most fans assume, well, we had a day off. Everybody was available. That's not always the case. This happened last year with Trevor Rosenthal. Do you guys remember? Last year, the Cardinals were in a game early in the season. They brought in somebody that gave it up, and the whole Twitterverse was going, where the hell's Trevor Rosenthal? They had a, Not only did they have an off day, they had an off day, and he didn't pitch yesterday. So he's had two days off. Where the hell's Trevor Rosenthal? And then they find out, well, you know, he came to us, and he's sore. He can't throw. Exactly. Exactly. So it's not surprising well, to you that a guy needs a couple of days occasionally? I don't understand why they don't put that out in uh, on the game announcements. Because. 
I mean, you got a healthy scratch in hockey. Well, How come we don't have healthy scratches in baseball? Because you don't get to have guys just sitting up here and you can put well, them Well, we should. Let's change that rule. Going to change that rule, Going to change that Plus, rule. Plus, you have to say You don't show your hand either. Who's hurting? You don't show your hand. You don't say, no. listen, I only have a couple guys. Listen, I need to know who, when I'm sitting at home, I need to know who I want to bring in. How come they just can't tell me who's available? I need all the information that Mike <laughs> Matheny has. I need all of it. Okay? Until they do that, I'm not happy. Uh, I love it, Steve <laughs> This It's just comical. Benji, you know I sit there, and I, I, I don't get involved in the Twitter awards like Jimbo does. But he gets fired up, man. I sit there at home laughing my ass off. I didn't even want to come and do the podcast today. I got so much work to do. I couldn't even come in. And I go, I got to get in there. I got to hear about why everybody's flipping out over these pitching decisions because to me i don't have any control if the guy if listen if he gets them out we're safe we're good there's no issue if if it's a long ball to the track and we catch it nobody's complaining the problem is they were better that cespedes beat weaver that day and then jay bruce beat bowman if he gets them out well, here's the thing. Make no mistake exactly. about this. And make no mistake about this. Make no, nobody talks about the, the two walks. Make no mistake That's about this. Right. And I've got it on video. Make no mistake about this. All we need is our first baseman to get off the damn bag in the game. We win the game. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I've got it on video. I mean, I, I know Jose Martinez is new to the position, and we have confirmation. I mean, I know Benji knows. This guy is working all the time with Jose Okendo. My only assumption can be is that, you know, you're late in the game. He's he probably got a lot of things going through his mind. I don't know what was going through his mind, but he literally did not he's move. Not, he's not an above-average fielder, guys. This is one of the things we said earlier. This is one of the things that we said when we were talking about you're going to have to sacrifice something to get something because that's who we have. Right. This guy has been raking on the bat. Well, when you see these plays, you're like, okay, all right, we'll give him a pass because he's not a great first baseman. Right? That's what we discussed. It's the same with Carp. We we gave him a pass because he's a great hitter, but he has shoulder problems. He doesn't seem right throwing the ball from third or second. He can turn a double play because he's hurting on his shoulder. So when that happens, Turn the page and move away because that's who we have, and we said it before. So in this case, Martinez play. He was told to keep the line. He was told to stay on the line and don't let that ball go through the line. So what do you do? You get off the back uh, when the guy goes, and you step your foot right on the back and you stay on the line. That's what he was told. Why? Why? Uh, any other first baseman would have got it? Yes. But we don't have any other first baseman. We have Jose Martinez, who's who's right about uh, right about average at first base. He's an outfielder. So these are the things that we as fans we need to understand. Hey, listen, we're gonna sacrifice some some of these things because of these. And that's what unless you have the guys, unless you have Joey Barro at first, where he can do both, or unless you have uh, Paul Goldsmith. At first, where he can do both, then you, then you, okay, you know, you have to, you have to 
be quiet and take it, and hopefully he hits a double with the basic load in the eighth, and we everybody forgets that ball. But, Bimo, here's what I don't understand. Why can't he only make those mistakes when we're up by eight or ten? Why does he have to make those mistakes when we're tied or down by one and it's a close game or up by one? He 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 can't make those mistakes. I mean, can we can we somehow know, get him to only make those mistakes when we're winning big? I mean, <laughs> oh, let's I know, let's I say know. he's going to have twenty <laughs> mistakes. Let's do it on twenty games that we're winning big. That it, it doesn't come into play. Isn't that how it works? I, and that's how I'm we winning. should hope it works. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. I mean, I'm serious. He should have cast that ball, but we still have to be honest with ourselves. You I'm know? more – and it is – You know? I mean, he didn't make – the reason he didn't make the play is he didn't get off the bag. That's the one I don't get. I but, mean, he but, just froze. He was told to cast the line. That's oh. why he was told, to stay down and cover the line. So in this case, you have a guy that's not a first baseman, you have a guy that, you know, it's is average or below average at first, and then you tell him to cover the line, uh, that's going to that's gonna take a now, lot. Cover the line, a does lot cover the line mean stand on the bag? Now, Jim's ta- I think, Jim, you're talking about <laughs> no, the throw from no, Carpenter. It's not about that. Right? No. It's Which not about standing about? on the line, but he probably thought he was. <laughs> that's and, what I'm talking about. And that's what he did. I'm not saying, I'm not giving him a pass or, 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 or not catching a ball. He didn't have a chance to catch it. He didn't reach it. He didn't get there. So he just, you know, he, I mean, I'm telling you, we have to be, we have to be very careful. We have to be honest with ourselves. You know, when when you want to have Carp playing third base because he's a good hitter, and then Carp is dealing with the shoulder issue, he can't get that that great play to first base. He's safe, and then we lose the game, or you got him up second base, and he can't turn a double play because he's Shoulders hurting, uh, because but we gotta we gotta have him in the lineup because a great hitter. Well, don't don't bitch about when whenever he cannot turn the double play. Then, you know that's all I'm saying. Well, you know it's funny you just brought him up. Um, uh, I, I'm gonna that's ask I'm gonna ask you: Are you getting concerned with Mister uh, with Mister Carpenter yet? I, I've been concerned for a while <laughs> with him. Yeah, I've been concerned not, not because he's a bad player. I like him as a player. I just I just don't know what his situation is. That's it, you know. Like, I, he seems to me like he's hurt. Like he seems to me like his back back is bothering him, and he seems to me that he cannot throw the ball across the diamond. That's what he looks to me. But is it that? I don't know. But that's what he looks to me. He cannot get a ball in deep in the hole in third base and get the guy out at first. He cannot turn the double play because he looks to me like he's hurting. That's all I'm saying. Well, can I solve that issue? I can solve the Matt Carpenter issue real easy. Can we get the DH in the National League? If I'm changing rules, but I want that, to, What's that going to help? He can't, he can't swing a bat worth of shit. Uh, he's, still swinging, he's still swinging pretty good. He is. That's old school. That's old school baseball, man. Come on, you're going to take that away? Come yes, on, man. I'm that's taking it away. That's holding on. I'm done with it. I'm done with I'm done with the pitcher hitting. They don't hit in high school anymore. They don't hit in college anymore. Why do we put them in the National League and make them hit? I'm done with it. Because it's the big leagues, bro. They don't hit in the, the American level. League. They don't hit in the minor leagues. Because they, because they switched that out, man. That was that sucks. That's baseball, man. You it's a joke. It's a 
it's a novelty. See, it's the it's the bearded woman Kershaw at the circus. Or, or you don't see Kershaw complaining. You don't see Kershaw. You don't see Bumgarner complaining. They can hit, man. Yeah, Why can't they no, Waka loved it last night. When you get a guaranteed out, we already got two guaranteed outs at the bottom of the lineup. Not really, but <laughs> I don't need a third one. Hey, I didn't, I didn't say it. It didn't come out from my mouth. I know. I'm changing all the rules today. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Overhaul baseball. That you way, are adding some interesting rules, by yeah, the way. Yeah, without a doubt. I, I, you We're don't already need... trying to make it a hitter's league, man. I'm trying to make it a pitcher's league. You don't want me to get started on I think every ballpark should be the same dimensions. <laughs> oh, God, please don't. <laughs> you know? What, what, hey, when was the last time you saw a football field in the National Football League that was 130 yards long or 75? They're all the same distance. Maybe it shouldn't yep, be. Yep. Yeah, I'm all right, changing I'm all of them. I'm out. Hey, but that, that's what makes baseball unique. Every, I know. Every city, every city have their own style. Boston have the wall. Yankee Stadium has the little matchbox. Um, <laughs> Toronto has the ball flying everywhere. San Francisco is really hard to hit the ball out with that win. I mean, everybody has their own unique deal, man. It makes it perfect, right? Well, I can tell you that while I'm concerned, um, while I'm concerned about Matt Carpenter, you're concerned about Matt Carpenter. I think every Cardinal fan in St. Louis and the surrounding areas just are concerned because of the injuries. Well, yeah, whatever it is, I I'm on record as saying I don't give a shit what it is anymore. I don't care if he's hurt, not hurt. I don't care if he's uh, uh, physically. I don't care if he's mentally hurt. I don't care if his ass hurts because he wants to do this or wants to do that. I've had enough. So I, I'm at the juncture now where I don't really care. So we'll see what well, happens. If he's hurt, if he's hurt, but then he, why he, not put him on the DL? He's not doing anything. Well, I agree. He's not doing jack shit. I mean, he's not doing anything. So, so why not just throw him on the DL? We can have Fam or whoever lead off. I uh, sure as hell hope not Fowler. But, you know, it, Either there's, way. No, there's no reason for him to be around defensively, and, and gonna, offensively. He's not. And, and I'm going to come back to that later. I'm he looked like a good cheerleader uh, last night on the bench. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fine I liked with that. His, I liked his but enthusiasm. more importantly... Well, the, it's coming down to that. They're going to have to make a decision. Well, we're going to see something. Something's got to give there. I, and again, mm-hmm. I'm. I don't care what it is. Like I don't want. I don't want to go back and forth. But I don't give a shit. I don't care if he's hurt, not hurt. If his if his vagina hurts, I don't care if his mind hurts. Well, it, I really well, don't care. Him being hurt, him being hurt, affect everything. That's, That's right. Exactly. Point. That's right. If he's hurt, and if hang on, because here's the thing: if he's not hurt, then he's not very good, right? This is an example of what we talk about. The walks, everybody tries to tell me walks are as good as hits. Well, guess what? He's walking a lot. Okay, he's walking a lot. Hang on a second. It's time now. We got to go. It is time now to bring in the man, the myth, the legend. As I want, as I'm real excited about this because while I'm like we're concerned about Matt Carpenter, there's a whole lot of people out there concerned about Marcelo Zuna. So I knew that the one guy to bring in on this was the man, the myth, the legend, Mo Zagrams. It's time now for bow ties and sweaters, where analytics meet the eye test. Let's welcome in our friend and yours, Mo's algorithm. Mo's, we need your help. Are you ready to help? I'm here to help always. All right, so this is going to be a good one because we pride ourselves on this this segment being where analytics meet the eye test. So I'm going to start with you. And I'm going to let you tell us why you think maybe, and again, maybe you're like, well, I can't 
give you that, but I can give you this. I want to know why Marcelo Zuna is struggling, and I want to know why I should not be worried about Marcelo Zuna struggling because I'm sure there's a lot of people freaking out. So why don't you tell us why he's struggling and why we shouldn't worry about him struggling, if you can. Well, why he's struggling so far is his walk rate is down substantially from last year. Last year he was at 9.4%. This year he's at 3.2%. His career average is 7%. His strikeout rate is up 26%. Compare that to last year at 21%. His career rate 22%. Those are two red flags. Um, the other thing is he's hitting the ball on the ground more, which is not good for a guy like him. Last year he was at 47% ground ball rate. Right now he's sitting at 50%. Now, and he's also hitting the ball, obviously, in the air less. So fly ball percentage is at 33% last year. It's at 28% this year. Now the positives. He's still hitting the ball extremely hard. So that's a, that's, that's a good sign. Uh, his hard hit rate's at 43.9%. His medium rate is at 45.5%. So almost 90% of the time, he's at least hitting it medium to hard. That's, that's a really good sign. He's just got to get the ball in the air more, and he's got to be more patient at the plate. He's got to be willing to take those walks. And he's really, you know, this, this is I, – I wouldn't worry too much about it because I think some of these numbers will correct, and I love the hard hit rate. That, to me, says if he can make some corrections and start hitting the ball in the air more, you may see a home run binge. Um but what I what I see, you know, this is what I'm seeing, is he just swings at everything right now, um, and that's just that's got to stop. He's got to he's got to be more patient, wait for his pitch. But I I wouldn't worry too much about it unless this continues. This this walk rate and this strikeout rate, if they continue to be where they are right now, then he may not get a whole lot better than what he what we've seen. So. I'm not overly concerned. Am I frustrated as a fan? Absolutely. I tweeted about it the other night, but you know, I made a joke that said, uh, "Does does Marcelo Zuna have options?" Asking for a friend, um, you know, because I've been frustrated in some of the key situations where he has not come through, just flailing away at everything up there. So that's my thoughts on it, and uh, we'll get your guys to see what you guys think. Well, those there's the analytics. Let's go to the eye test now. And I know, Benji, you've talked a little bit about what you think's going on with Marcel. Um, I think most people would agree that you're on to something with the uh, – you know, really, with his personality, he's just really, I mean, you hate to use this for a professional athlete, but he's probably trying too hard. Um, your thoughts on Marcel, maybe, Benji, of course, you can reiterate why you think he's struggling. You can also tell us why you're either concerned or not concerned. Um, I'm not concerned one bit, not concerned one percent of my body's not concerned with him. Uh, I like what most, uh, what Mo did right there. I mean, that was awesome to, it makes sense totally. Uh, but I'm going to give you two. He did it on numbers. I'm going to give you two things that, that for me, is why he's struggling. But it doesn't get me any, any, anything concerned. Okay. The two things is last year he had, he had a couple of guys around him. Uh, the guy from, from uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, the lefty, Yelich, I think. And he, and he had uh, Stanton. So he wasn't the main guy, okay? So he's in the backwoods having fun. You don't have to do too much. You don't have to worry about anything. Stanton has this, the lights. 
no problem. So he that's one thing. Uh, he doesn't have it in St. Louis. He he's the man in St. Louis. They want him to be the man. That they, they want him to be that guy, the guy in St. Louis. Okay. The next thing is he's trying too much, uh, too hard. I already talked to him about it, and he say, "Man, I want to do it. I want to do it so bad. I want to help this club win this thing. I want to do it." And if you talk to him, he's a very very positive kid. He's never negative. Uh, even if he's struggling, he's always telling you. I'm going to get this guy today. Don't worry. I'm going to get three hits today. I'm going to get this guy. I'm going to get RBIs today. We're going to win this game. Every single time you talk to this kid, he's so positive. He has the great attitude, the best attitude that you could ever have for a baseball player. He has it. And, and that's why I don't worry, man. This kid is giving you 150%. And like Mo said, he's hitting the ball hard. What the heck? Sometimes they get caught. So whatever. And, the the strikeouts the uh, you know he's not walking what what does that tells you he's trying way too hard man he's trying he's trying to make all these things the change the move the trade he's making it worth it he's trying at least he's trying to make it worth it he's like shoot man I came here to do this I, I gotta do this I gotta do this what the guys are doing with Ozuna is com- coming him down in the dugout because he's trying so hard to help out St. Louis Cardinal baseball. That's what it is. But uh, do I worry? Nah, I don't worry one bit with this kid. This kid will be fine. And at the end of the year, what, what we say? What do we say? Even if he has 100 RBIs, even if he has 25 to 30 home runs, even if he hits 295 to 300, we still get it. We didn't have that these past years, I don't think. But, you know, I don't worry one bit. I'm, but Mo is right. I mean, he's, he's pressing. He's doing all these things. Because he wants the best for a freaking, for freaking St. Louis, man. He's trying so hard to to make you guys happy. You know that's what that's all it is. Um, question, Mose. One last thing uh, today. Uh, I happened to hear some stuff. Uh, I'm I'm majorly concerned about Matt Carpenter. I have been for a while. Um, I I'm at the point. I've said I don't care. I don't I don't care if he's hurt. If he's not very good, I'm I'm done. Um, what I heard today is is that his ground ball rate is through the roof. You mentioned that Ozuna's ground ball rate is is higher than normal. Is this proof in the pudding that ground balls are bad? Because you know you you hear a lot of people say, "Quit swinging up, quit trying to hit home runs." We need more. I mean, is this proof in the pudding that ground balls are bad? Yeah, in today's game, fly balls are what you want. You don't want ground balls. Um, but, but just let me to ask touch you on. This, well, Sorry, I'm sorry, Mo. Uh, you You're right. You know, I, I won't. I won't uh, interrupt again. I just want to ask you: Why is it good the fly ball when the fly balls give you uh, 90% maybe or higher to be out when a ground ball could find a hole when a ground ball could get an error maybe on a bat hop or something? Well, but you know what I mean. Why is it that everybody thinks a fly ball is better than a ground ball? Don't you agree, Steve? It, I'm a, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the fly ball. Um, ever since I've lost a little distance on that uh, home run swing, but um, I, that's just me. I know the numbers speak differently, and and Mo's take it away, man. What do you got? Yeah, take it away, man. Take I, it away. I I think you're thinking more fly balls in the sense of like the the lazy can of corn to a center fielder. Um, that that's not necessarily what they're talking about. So it's it's more of a line drive type fly ball 
where you're getting a good launch angle and you're getting a high exit velocity. And if you combine those two, you're going to get a lot of extra base hits based on, based on this new fly ball revolution. Um, you know, and to touch on Carpenter's ground ball rate, um, his career rate's at 34.7%, and he's at 34% this year right now. Now, that is up 8% from last year, so he was getting the ball in the air more last year. Um, so I, there could be something to that. He is hitting it. If he were stuck taking the pitches, dang it. <laughs> so, so Mose, yeah. you, you bring up something very interesting. You bring up the fly ball rate we hear so much about. You're talking about launch angle and exit velocity is what you guys really are looking for, right? Yeah, not fly balls. Not fly See, balls. there's the problem. Okay. It's in the terminology. But, okay, so here's the deal. How come my ground ball with the correct exit velocity and the correct angle to the field, meaning I want that five-and-a-half hole or I want the, the, the one-and-a-half hole over on the other side, why is that not effective? I mean, you're telling me you can, if I'm hitting it where you're not, you're, I'm not but, making but, outs. It's, but, that's, but they're that's not any, not. We, you, you and I went to a game and watched Matt Carpenter hit well, two rockets it. in the four hole and the, a guy standing 30 feet in the outfield and threw him out at first. I, I get it. So he should have gone to the five-and-a-half side. Well, yeah, because it's, okay. it's that easy. But that's what I'm but that's oh, what, that easy. But that's what you're talking about. Launch yeah. angle isn't easy. Uh-huh. Sure it is. It's a lot easier than... It's a lot easier than directing a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. No way. Oh, God, yes, no it is. No way. It's just swinging a bat. No way. Come on, Steve. There's no way. Hey, Benji, all you had to do when you played, buddy, was just steer it in the four-hole more. That's all you had to do. They That's do it all, all the day. They do oh, it all yeah, the time. I know. I did it. I they do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. With great with, with massive success. Just hit 350 all the time. There's four guys on the infield. That a ground ball, they can move left or right. It's harder to catch line drives in the game. It just is. Well, yeah, line drives in the game. We're not talking about fly balls. See, there's the problem. We're not talking about fly balls. Yes, it's much harder to catch a a line drive. Just keep hitting your ground balls. Both in the gap are hit. But a ground ball in the gap is the same thing. They're both equally as hard. Okay. Well, I I would say. You also got to think about uh, what they they really want are extra base hits, not singles. And singles are going are what you're going to get nine times out of ten out of a ground ball. Not so, only that, correct. Not only that. Hey, but how about a walk? Yeah, everybody wants to walk. That's no different hey. than a single. Yeah. So, so Mose, you got to help me here. Yeah, but you got to help me, okay, <laughs> on this. So again, yeah. and I'm as and I'm as like I'm not anti numbers, but I'm as like. I'm always like leery of the numbers when I when I think they're being skewed to to fit a narrative. Like, I want to know who's telling me that that ball should be caught or not caught. I mean, sometimes I see these errors and things, and I go, "Who the hell is doing the scoring?" Number one. So I I, I always keep it at bay, but I'm happy to accept them when I see them and how they work. So in this instance, while I'm not even the biggest numbers guy. The numbers absolutely 100% do not lie in this one, and they will tell you that ground balls are bad. You can't get away from that part. You just can't. Well, ground balls are bad the same way fly balls are bad, the same way line drives balls. are bad. I never They're said only fly balls. good if they end up in a hit. Okay? It's yes, only sir. a good so it's only a good outcome if you successfully reach base. Okay. That is the correct good outcome. So here's the question then for Mose. Mose, is there a way to tell us? Are there more? Positive results of balls that leave the bat in the air versus on the ground? 
Oh, absolutely. And what do the numbers say? That that line drive type fly balls are the way to go. That's why all of the hitters are hitting that way now. Okay. You don't see... You don't see these guys, even the speedsters, for example, like Billy Hamilton, you don't see him slap the ball into the ground to try and beat out a base hit. That's not what he's trying to he do. He should. He's trying to hit a line drive into the outfield. He should hit and the, the ball in the and, ground. And the what? only reason, let me tell you the only reason why he doesn't do that it's he can't. is because he can't bunt. If he were to learn how to bunt and draw that third baseman in and the shortstop to play a little bit closer and the first baseman, then he absolutely could sting the ball on the ground and get more base hits. That is his game the same way it was Vince Coleman's. These guys lack the ability. The easy way is to go, well, I'm going to go work on my launch angle try to be a home run hitter. And I'm going to strike out 47% of the time instead of trying to hit line drives and ground balls through the hole. You just heard the man give you the numbers. They don't lie. The numbers do lie. It's fitting a narrative. It's not fitting a narrative. Every ba- that every one. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Listen. Every ball. Every ball hit. Every ball hit. One hundred percent. Listen to me, people, and you're going to get me fired up. Every god dang ball that leaves a bat leaves it in the air. Nobody hits a damn ball on the ground. Okay. They all leave in the air. So whether you're saying it's a line drive, what it has to be two foot off the ground, six foot off the ground, twelve foot off the ground, this launch angle. Give me that stat. Give me the stat that anything that, that leaves over. 40 percent no that's what it is what, what's the launch the, angle give the me the ball launch hits angle. the the ball hits the ground on the infield that's a ground ball he's saying he's telling give me you. the launch angle and then give me the stat is it what's a launch angle go ahead Mose. go ahead and I, I would have to dig a little deeper into that i don't have that so, on me at the moment so here's what i want to know say that launch is a, angle is 47 percent Give me the stats on every ball that leaves a bat 47 and above. 47? and it's not or 47. whatever. I don't know what the launch angle is. I give two shits. I actually play the damn game. So I know if you hit the ball, the, the ball reaction off the bat is how you tell if you hit it good. I've had a thousand hits where they've been you terrible. You haven't had a thousand hits, and I've had a thousand hits that have been smoked or non-hits. You're trying have been to smoked. tell us on this show that you're only a thousand hits away from three thousand. That's what you just told us. You just told us you had a thousand that were hit hard and a thousand more. So you're telling me you've got two thousand hits and you're only a thousand hits away from three thousand? Yeah, I've played for forty-five freaking years. Are you kidding me? I got to Google Benji stats and see how far he is away from three thousand hits. I mean, I had no idea. I, tell you I, I, I guarantee Benji Molina. <laughs> I guarantee Benji. Molina is over 4,000 hits in his career. He's got 1,317 hits. And I bet you, you have he has 2,000? Yeah. I don't believe it. Yeah. 100 a Let year for 40 this. years? Come on, bro. Let me tell you this. 4,000. When, you, when you're talking about if you get an apple tree, you think you're going to get mango? You can't. There's no way. It's going to be an apple freaking tree. Like you're talking about the guy Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to teach these guys to hit the launch ball swing? He can't do it. It's like cart. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't want to bring him up again. I promised myself. Oh, I do because I know right where but, you're going, and I'm going to bring whoever, it up. Whoever, whoever, you know, you're going to teach these guys to hit the ball the other way like Tony Wynn? There's nobody on the left side. There's nobody on the left side. And this is baseball. And this is Major League Baseball. That's what's wrong with this game. It's not numbers. The numbers are going to tell us whatever, right? We, we respect that. But that's not baseball. Baseball is the guy who can hit the ball the other way. Baseball is Altuve, obviously. That's a higher, you know, I'm sorry. That's the MVP of the league. I should go lower. But the, the Martin Prado. MVP. That's baseball. 
going the other way, hitting where they ain't. You know, getting line drives, not fly balls, but, but line drives or getting hard ground balls through the hole. How many times do we saw that in the last series against Cincinnati? How many times they hit that hole? The lefty pulled it, and, and the right-hander hit that hole in the, between first and second. It's just baseball, man. But nobody's going to tell me that trying to launch that ball and try to make these kids swing higher because it's going to give you more hits is going to work. It might work for some people, but but not anybody, not everybody. That's what I don't understand, man. Try to work your way to hit the ball hard. This is what I care about. Hit the ball hard. If it's a hard ground ball, I can give a crap. You hit that ball freaking hard. Hit the ball is really hard. Hitting the ball, coming at. Watch the game today, and then you'll see how hard hitting the ball is. But hitting the ball, a hard ground ball, or hitting the ball hard line drive, that's all it is. That's what baseball. That's what baseball is, is about. It's not the fly ball. You know how many fly ball guys? Uh, obviously, you guys are not talking about fly balls. But I'm saying it. But the the fly ball. You know how many guys hit three fly balls a game? Oh, that guy looked great. He had a launch freaking swing, and he went over to the warning track 0 for three. But guess what? The one that put the ball on play, high chopper, hard ground ball to the right side, went through first and third. I mean, that's baseball, man. That's that's in my head, though. What do they say in Happy Gilmore? Green jacket, gold jacket, who gives a shit? Just as long as they swing the bat. I mean, launch angle, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't. The ball hard. Yeah. I mean, put don't be sitting there watching strike two, strike three, when it's 3-0 count and you're, you know. Uh, who did it yeah, last that's night? Why he's I did drunk. it last night. And it drove me up a wall. I mean, it's just an it, swing the bat. Not everybody, I think, I mean, a roster should not have all the same guys that have a 20-degree launch angle like Joey Gallo for Texas. I mean, everybody's going to have their own. They're going to adjust, and I I don't know. Well, Mose, um, you've got some homework from Steve-O, I guess, right? He didn't get last week's assignment done. (laughs) Yeah, I can get uh, the – there is an ideal launch angle um, gap where – uh, the launch angle and an exit velocity will result in a hit so so often. So um, pay attention. There's some there's some good Twitter accounts uh, that you can pay attention to too that kind of explain that. Um, I'm trying to think of the one right now. It's Barrel. Uh, let me see here. I, I I think that at the end of the day, it's hard for anybody to sit here and say because again, what does it get turned into? Everybody thinks launch angles, dropping your back shoulder real low and swinging straight up and trying to hit home runs. It's not. That's not what it is. It's not what it is. Okay. And it's funny. Benji brought it up, and, and while Moses is researching his thing, I'm going to say this. It's just I just find it odd that Matt Carpenter said in spring training he was going to quit trying to, to lift the ball, and now we're hitting more ground balls, and we're hitting ground balls into a shift, and we're not hitting line drives and that all over the, all over the yard. For me, it's not about power. If you have – see, that's – again, now we're getting into the best of the best of the best. But, you know, that's why Pujols was great. I mean, yeah, he had to hit the occasional bomb. But, man, how many of his home runs went 365 feet, you know, never got above, you know, 100 feet, and they just bombs, you know, like rockets. That's why he was the best. That's why he was the best that I've ever seen. And, you know, Barry Bonds was the same way, man. He could hit a tank, but he had a lot of home runs where he just – yeah, I don't know, man. I, I but just... those are special guys. You know? I know, those I know. So right. uh, let's, let's talk Jim. about our guys. Yeah. 
that might not be a Hall of Famer. Those are the ones we're saying, Well, right? and you're going to tell me Marcelo Zuna? You're going to tell me last year Marcelo Zuna didn't have a majorly positive launch angle? I guarantee he did. Well, first and, and foremost. Launch angle? That guy hit the ball down, down swing. Have you seen his swing? I'll guarantee you he has a positive launch angle. I'll, okay. bet, I'll bet you lunch next time you come in town. Mose, can you find that? Jim buys lunch every time, so it doesn't uh, really matter. I can look for it, yeah. I can promise you that Marcelo Zuna has a positive launch angle. You want, you want me to tell you how you solve the launch angle problem with well, all these angle, people that are I arguing? Don't, I don't. Is all you got to do is say, listen, take your two strikes and have your launch angle, your ideal optimal launch angle. Okay. But for Christ's sakes, when you, you get two, two strikes, strike out. when you get two strikes, try to move the ball and get something positive. I mean, well, I get it. I if hear you. If you're Yachty no. and you're not fleet no. of foot and you're hitting in a double play. No. See, he's going to tell you. Moe's no. right now is going to tell you that the numbers say to not change because it's not in the end. Every blue moon, it looks That's good. Have, I'm just telling you. Again. Hitting two ten and two and below two fifty, Hey, we live in a day and age where of, we live in a day and age where people are okay with Joey Gallo hitting two hundred. Joey Gallo uh, no. is a god. You see a lot of those. Joey Gallo's a god because everybody plays this fantasy damn baseball. Joey Gallo's not a god to winning games. He doesn't win games. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He had a positive war last. He had. He was a, almost a four-war player last year. That's a and he narrative. Over two hundred times. I know, but I guarantee, if you ask the guys on his team, they would say he cost us more games than he won because he struck out no, trying to hit a home run. Exactly. I guarantee it. Ask the hey, guys. On, play. Stop. Stop. Hang on. Stop. We're talking over everybody. Okay, Steve, you've made your point. We've made your point. Mose, hang on. Quiet. Mose, make your point because I, I, I got to hear this. Because I, 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 I got to know why Joey Gallo is a good player. You, you have the floor. Nobody's going to interrupt you. I will then throw it to Benji and back to Steve. Go ahead. Tell me why Joey Gallo is a good player. Joey Gallo is a good player because he hits doubles and bombs all of the time. He was a four-war player last year despite striking out over 200 times. His at-bats are productive when he, hit, when he makes contact. He also walks a ton. He had over a 340 OBP despite hitting 210. He gets on base. He hits doubles. He hits bombs. Joey Gallo is hes a very good player. And it's just because he strikes out, he's disrespected. And it saddens me. Okay, Benji? Well, I'm with him. I, he's a great guy, um, great player. I, 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 don't, I, don't, um, I don't argue that. The, the only thing I argue, he could help the team way much more if he didn't struck out 200 freaking times. That's it. But That's if, all it is. It, it, well, nobody's trying to say he's a bad player. He does it when he touches the ball. He helps the team. So don't you think that if he struck out 150, those 50 at-bats could help the team win and, and maybe make a change, maybe make a difference on the standing or something like that? That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to say he sucks. He, he's a really good player. I'm just saying if he touches the ball more, uh, you know, on those times, and, and how many times did he hurt the team by striking out three times a game uh, where we could have got the win or something or tie the game or if he touches the ball a little, a little more. That's all it is. So hang on, Moe. So let me, let me say something, and then I'll let you speak, and I'm going to give Steve uh, the final thing here. 
So here's my point on this, and this is what I have to ask. Here's the issue, as I see it, as a guy that's old school yet wants to understand numbers. The, the, is there any way to even know that if Joey Gallo took the approach of I'm going to strike out less, would then that all those doubles and home runs, would they shrink? My assumption is yeah, they would, would and change. that's the problem. Well, they would, yes. So we'd have less they home would, runs and less doubles. We'd make more contact and make more outs that way instead of striking out. See, I think that's the issue. And 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 Steve, oh, you're, and I know we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose Mo's here in a second. So yep. say what you got to say, and then I'm gonna let Mo point. say something before he leaves. Here's my point: you can make up numbers and everything to to actually have something. Well, they're not making ma- them up. Yes, they are. They are making this up to have something measurable. Okay, okay. What I live in is a world where there are immeasurables, meaning. If he didn't strike out as much and he got that extra walk or he got the base hit or whatever it is, it advances a line to the next guy that may have got the home run. There's no way to say that my way would have worked out or wouldn't have worked out. All I'm simply saying, and you won't ever get this answer from anybody in your lifetime, is you go talk to his players. I just played a game last night. Swear to God, this is the exact quote. Boy. You're a 100 hitter unless they're second and third. Then all of a sudden you're a 700 hitter. Okay? Now I get oh. your. Now I get this. But there is something when you play the game, and that's what all these athletes will talk to you about. They was there is something in these guys that make plays when the game's on the line. They're clutch players. It's the immeasurable. They talk about it on ESPN Sports Center. Every sports thing you ever watch, they talk about clutch. They talk about coming through more often than not. That was the knock on a LeBron James. It seemed like his clutchness wasn't there the last four, eight seconds of a shot. He wasn't making it clutch. Jordan missed more shots than he did, but Jordan also made a bunch more. Jordan made those clutch moments. So that's what I'm saying. We can't measure what I'm talking about. You can get answers from his teammates. Who do you want up if it's second and third? And one out, who do you want up? Tony Gwynn or Joey Gallo? Oh, Joey Gallo. Of course, Tony Gwynn. You're talking what's, about a Hall of Fame. Okay, what's Tony Gwynn's war? I, I mean, I can look it up. I'm sure it's much higher what, than Joey Gallo. Then give me somebody similar to Gallo, and I'll ask the same question. Who do you want up? Okay, hey, Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn. I got something. I, I, I wanted Mo to make sure that I didn't say I don't want the, him to change his swing. You don't have to set, change your swing to be more contact player. You could do both. You could have the same swing, but damn, man, hit the ball. It's the, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to change your swing to a smaller swing. Your numbers are going to be down if you change your swing. I didn't say change. I didn't ever, I never changed my swing, but I tell you what, I have my contact uh, lenses on, and I hit the ball a lot. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to make Joey Gallo change his swing because his numbers are going down. I can care less. All I care is he could keep the same freaking swing and make more contact. That's what I'm asking. In 1987, Tony Gwen had a 7.4 war. That was the highest war that he had in his entire career. And Joey Gallo's a four? 
how big is a three last year? Okay, I'm not. Listen, I'm ignorant when it comes to numbers. Is there a big difference between a four and a seven? Oh yeah. I mean, is that what you're talking? I mean, you're talking so a seven. You're talking uh, last year's Giancarlo Stanton compared to Joey Gallo. Okay, so w- let me ask you this. Okay, so would let's you- put Stanton and Tony Gwynn on there. Who would you rather have up the bat with second and third and nobody and and two out? Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. Mose. Tony Gwynn. Okay, how about Sean Casey and Joey Gallo? What Sean Casey? Okay, no. A one. I'm taking Sean Casey. Oh. See, this that's, is the argument that started the whole analytics thing on the show and why I went to Moe's. Moe's is great. He I is. love Moe's. This segment might be one of the better okay. segments we've ever and, had. And I know we're keeping him long. We're probably going to get him fired, which we'll have to hire him here full time. So here's the deal. <laughs> this started this whole thing. Do you remember when this all started? It started because I said somebody was a better hitter. And somebody started ah, da, da, started throwing at me. And I said, no, 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 no. Your definition of hitter and my definition of hitter are two totally different things. I'm talking about a guy that can mm-hmm. flat out hit. A guy that can hit. And that's what I've always said. And that's okay. my problem is okay. that here's the deal. People talk about walks being as important as important. Okay, sooner or later you got to get hits to make things happen. You got to drive in runs. Number 1. Number 2, what happens when all of a sudden they start pitching you tougher and you don't get the walks? What happens then? You think Jingo, the pitchers Hang that, on. What is the definition of a hitter for you? you and you don't need to get hits. I want a guy that hits 300. And yes, two extra base hits a week well, means a lot to me. Two extra base. I know. I had a guy go, do you know what 300 compared to 250 is? It's two base hits a week. I said, yeah, and I'll take them. And I will take them. And here's the other thing. Let me tell you this. So you're telling me I'm supposed to live in a world to where these hitters have all these numbers but the pitchers don't have them. So let me ask you a question: If you're a pitcher and you're facing Chris and you're facing Matt Carpenter, what the f are you going to do? I'm going to throw more strikes. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Okay, gonna, well there are no the walks. Behind. I'm going to fall but behind three and zero, and then throw because I know I can get away with three strikes right down the middle with him. <laughs> I'm going to get to three and zero with Carpenter and just then throw fastball by him. Right? Seriously. If I got a guy that's a 240 hitter and he walks a ton, I'm going to throw him more strikes. Am I wrong? Yes, sir. No. You make him hit it. He's hitting. Mose? But then you got Osuna. And you got to throw more. No, I don't think you're wrong. I, there is there is a, there's an issue with Carpenter right now in taking strikes. There There's a problem with some players taking too many strikes. You know, yes, uh, yes walks are good, and I love walks, and, and baseball loves walks now, but you you can't keep just taking pitches that you can hit somewhere. See, here's the problem. It's a it's a it's well, a. I got a question for Mo. Okay, go ahead because if we lose him, then I can I'll stay my pick because I know he's got to right, get Mo, going. I'm so sorry. go ahead. I, this is my last one. Okay, uh, and then I gotta go. If you're the hitter, if you're the hitter, and you got two all count with a man on second, would you take a fastball right down the middle, or would you try to get the guy in from second? So two all count, man at second. How many outs? No, it doesn't matter. You can put the outs if you want. I'm saying man on second base, you're hitting, and the guy's giving you a cookie because we've seen it. It's, I'm not inventing anything. We've seen it. He takes fastballs middle in or in the middle of the plate, right? So 2-0 count, 3-1 count on Numo, and you have a man on second base, okay? 
an RBI situation, a steak. That's what we call it in baseball, Mo. Steaks. You either eat steaks or you eat a hot dog. So you got steak at second base. What do you do? I mean, it depends on how many. I got to know how many outs there are. Because if there's nobody out, I'm taking. There's the problem. There's the problem. Right there's the problem. Because I'm trying to get more guys on base. What? So you're going to I'm, I'm trying to get on fastball go or 3 1 fastball go because you want to get on base when you can get that guy for second through home play and get a run? Oh, well. Yeah, because that 3 2 pitch is going to be the same thing. How do you know it is? You no, don't know that. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, then great. <laughs> He'll throw some junk that I'll watch and then I'll walk to first base and we have more guys on base. The only time okay, I'm well, ever taking 2 0 fastball well, down. You know, Main Street. Fastball, two old fastball down the middle, bro. Three one fastball with nobody out. I'm taking it. There's the problem. There, see, I'm getting to the root of the analytics versus the eye test. This is going to be next week's going to be good. I'm trying to get that guy from second base and get my team a one nothing freaking lead. Here's the rub. Here's the rub. Get on base. Here's the rub. Okay. Here's what I think is I think analytics people that are really into it. They don't. They just assume what pitches you're going to get in the future, and it's not the case. It's not the case, and that's how the two zero fastball. You don't know what you get in three two. I'm not giving in to you on three two. Well, no way. Not with the base open. Great. A better pitch then is going to come out. Then I'll hit okay. that one. Okay. Well, okay. What do you mean you? Okay, so you want to hit a three two slider over a two zero fastball? Sure. No way. Oh, come okay. on. Yeah, see. Negative. Who's going to throw a 3-2 slider? They all do. That's what. That's why come they're on. in the big leagues. That's the difference between big leagues and Slider, little leagues. Change up. <laughs> yep. And that's why, they, then that's, why, that's why they walk, guys. Yeah, but you don't want to walk. You want to get at your team and one nothing lead. Strikeouts are up, no, too, aren't they? If there's nobody out, I want to walk and get on first base. Oh. Let somebody else drive oh, I'm in. talking about running. Yeah, let somebody else do it. I love it. Woo! This is good stuff, Mose. <laughs> this the is goal awesome. Is to get on base. No, the goal is to get a run so we can get the lead. One nothing. I think, okay, so let me leave Wait, you with this, Mose. Let me leave you with this because I know you got to go. I want you to think about this, and I, I think I'm going to put this in a context that you can understand from this side, but I'm also going to put it so that you can look at it and you can do whatever you want with this and then come back next week, and that's this. I think what Benji's saying is from a player standpoint, if you're up to bat and it's 2-0, okay, and you take a fastball down the middle, and that was your cookie, I mean that was it. That was your. That's a go pitch, and you wind up walking. That's a high Okay, you wind up walking. Okay, you gave up the opportunity by getting the hittable pitch. The next guy comes up because you put yourself on, and he takes a first pitch slider, nasty inside lower corner for a strike. Now, he, what the numbers or tell you? What? What do the numbers tell you? The numbers tell you what, Mose? That now his chances of getting a hit and driving those runs in, they go drastically down. You gave up the yep. the high percentage opportunity to get the run home, and then the next batter, it just didn't work out because you never got yourself in a chance to get that pitch. That, that, listen, here's the only thing I can't understand, and you can do all the research you want on this week because I would love to hear it. The one thing that's indisputable, if you want to look at numbers, because it's a large number and it's universal. This is not player by player is that when you are in a quote-unquote hitter's count to a non-hitter's count, the numbers are drastic in, in your chance for success. They are. 
So I can't understand and never will understand taking fastballs down the middle in, in any count. Never. Never understand it. Never understand why you would statistically put yourself at a disadvantage. And that's been my problem with Matt Carpenter since the day he came in the league, even when he had success. So here's what I want you to do. You do whatever you want to do with this information. You come back guns of plays next week because i got to tell you, this was awesome. I love this. This is awesome. And you know we love you. And you know, Benji, you know, oh, this yeah. is awesome. This is awesome. All right, guys. i got to get going. All right, get back to work. Otherwise, we'll have to bring you in here full time. Get out of here. All right, talk to you later. All right, that is Mo's algorithm. What a great episode of Bow Ties and Sweaters where analytics meet the eye test. And here's the thing. This is why I love this. Because I promise you, half our listeners... Can listen- I say something? Hang on, real quick, real quick. Half our listeners are, 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 are th- that think that, that Mo's is right and yep. that Benji's wrong. And half our listeners think Benji's right and Mo's is wrong. That's, what's, that's what I love the most about this. Anyway, go ahead, Benji. I just want to put you uh, and tell you, tell you guys, listen... Take 100 players. Forget about who does the numbers. I'm talking about players these days. Players. Either people that play or either people that are playing or either people a Hall of Famer, whatever the heck you want. Just take 100 players and ask him the same freaking question I just asked. And you come back to me. And if you don't come back with 100%, we'll swing at it and try to get the running, then then I'll shut up and I don't do the show anymore. I'm going to ask 1% you. That says, 1% that says one guy in the major leagues or whatever, minor leagues, whatever, that come and say, oh, I'll take it, I'll take it. I won't do the show anymore. Well, here's the thing. I, but hang on. Here's the problem, Benji. Okay? I think if you ask Matt Carpenter, he's taking it. And that's the problem, as I see it. I've so seen him I take two old fastballs. guys older older than Matt Carpenter. <laughs> because that's the truth. He's the guy taking it, right? So i tell you who ain't taking it. it. Jose Altuve ain't taking it. No. He's there to hit. No. Mira, listen, guys. Mira, I'm going to bring the Spanish thing. Look, at guys. I'm going to tell you this. A hundred... I'm going to go even, even, uh, even larger than that. Ask a thousand players. A thousand players, 2-0 fastball with a man on second base and you're going to take it? You're going to take it because you want to get on base? So because you want to get on base it's more important than your team being one one nothing up in the scoreboard. Wow. Holy crap, dude. I got my freaking blood going when I heard him say, take it and I get on base. Holy Moses, man. Well, I can tell you that, um, you know, I, I thought this was I awesome. I hope they do that to us. Well, here's my thing is the only time I'm taking 2-0 fastball with runner on second or not, I mean, is when that pitcher is like, you know, throw, that was like his, you know, sixth, seventh, or eighth ball in a row, then you're kind of, you know, then maybe it'd oh, take a 2-0. Yeah, but even then, even then, I mean, I, I – no. No, I know that situation is a little. You know, that's like a whole new can of worms. I know, but you have the opportunity. Oh yeah, you have the opportunity to get your team a one nothing lead, and you take it because you want to end up walking. Exactly. How about if the next guy doesn't get that fastball in the middle, and he gets a slider or sinker hard in, and he hits for a double play? Then there he goes. The Cardinals chance to score a run. Yep. 
this know is, what I'm saying? I love it. Oh, I'm this right with stuff. you, Benji. Well, hey, listen, this is a great talk today. Um, we got Cardinal baseball on right now. We've went a little long today. Anyway, it's time for us to get out of here. Benji, uh, as always, want to thank you for joining us on the M4BiYachty.com hotline. Hope Can we everybody... do another show right now? <laughs> you want to do one right now, don't you? <laughs> it's good, man. I love these. These are fun, man. See, this is fun. I, I love this because I, I've said it all along. I want to know more. I want to understand the numbers. I want to understand what they mean. I want to understand how they're affecting. I'm, I'm always a little leery because certain numbers, there's no debating the numbers. Other numbers, there's a little bit of, of assumption. There's a little bit of man-made stuff in there. I want to know what those are, and as we get smarter, I'm looking forward to it. But I do thank Mose for joining us. I'm going to go us. to the clubhouse, Jimbo, yep. and I'm going to ask, Every single one hitter, other than Cart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna come back to you guys and see who many said yes, who many said no. And you'll be I'm honest. You're back. an honest guy. Hey, but then you gotta ask Carp last. You gotta ask Carp last. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> hey, this is good. And then say, hey, all your other teammates, all other 24 no, guys on the roster. He won't tell said. him that. He ain't gonna tell him that. Hey, listen though, but we appreciate oh, I would it. Tell him that. Why not? He needs to swing. <laughs> he needs to swing. Well, I was gonna bat. say, I'm sure it's you've told obvious. him that before. Um, hey, listen, good stuff. And again, thanks to Josh Potter for joining us, Art City Media. We appreciate all their support as well. Uh, hey, listen, here's what I would suggest, guys. Got a Cardinal game on right now. Uh, as soon as that Cardinals game over, you need to head down to Arlington Greens and see my man Mark Marcuso. Uh, probably got leagues tonight. You're going to have to hustle down and try to get uh, try to get out before leagues. But I'm telling you, uh, a lot there are tee times available usually around that lunch hour. But between all the tournaments and all the league play out there, if you want to get involved in it, give them a call out there at Arlington Greens. I'm telling you, the course is amazing. I got to play it last Sunday. Um, even with the the weather not being the greatest, he's got that course looking in great shape. The greens are phenomenal. And again, just an all around great experience. Special thanks of course to my man Mark Marcuso. Tell him you heard about us. Heard about the course on Two Birds on a Bat. Uh, won't be long. Uh, Mark will be getting us some passes. We're going to be doing some fun stuff with some of our listeners and giving out some free play down there at Arlington so that you can tell all your friends how great the shape of uh, the course is in. So, again, special thanks to Mark Marcuso and the gang down at uh, Arlington Greens. I'll be sending out the uh, Twitter poll of the week. Thanks to our friends at Adam's Smokehouse. Uh, I know Benji, uh, when he comes in town next, we're looking forward to getting out there and having ourselves some Adam's Smokehouse, so please don't forget. Make sure you check it out as, again, I think everybody will enjoy uh, getting some of that action as well. Adam's Smokehouse, check it out. Tremendous barbecue. And again, uh, Benji, the poll, the Twitter poll last time was basically they want you to try all the above. So we'll probably, we're going to have to get a, a veritable plethora of the different stuff they have, and we're just going to have to try it all, which you know that gets Steve going. So that's good stuff, as, as always. Uh, yeah, man. And Steve-O's Steve Smokehouse. Steve-O's Smoke. Yeah. I'm uh, starving right now. InnovativeCompanies.com. Thank you so much for your continued support. We got the construction team, we got the, the Innovative Companies heating and cooling team, the electric team, and now. New to the fold, plumbing. So, again, folks, for any of your needs, residential, commercial, industrial, innovativecompanies.com is your one-stop shop. Check them out. Uh, tell our good friends down there, Randy and Stephanie Green, that you heard about them on Two Birds on a Bat and you want to give them an opportunity for your business. It would mean a lot to us. And let me tell you, you'd save yourself some time, energy, and money. Randy Green, a man of his word, 35 years experience, second-generation craftsman, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Uh, special thanks again to all of our social media partners. Couldn't do it without our good friend Mick Light over at Art City Sports. Don't forget our friend Nate McHenry over 
over at rallysquirrel.com. If you want to be a member of the Rally Squirrel Club, right now you have a few more days left to join for free. Uh, normally, less than the price of a cup of coffee to receive the premium content and be eligible for all the wonderful prizes. Make sure you check out rallysquirrel.com. Don't forget my good friend Chris Lawless, Cardinals Nation, Cardinals 24-7. He does such an awesome job. We appreciate him greatly. Our friends over at Team of Rivals Podcast, looking forward to trying to get them involved in our Cards Cubs podcast that will be coming up soon. Uh, patios, it's coming up. We've changed the time. Don't forget, 4 o'clock, May 4th. Be eligible to win all kinds of great prizes. We'll be having the green seats. Everything will be down there. We're rocking and rolling. Make sure you come on down. Patios, next Friday, 4 o'clock. Meet Benji Molina and the whole gang. Uh, ask us some questions. Register to win some of these great autographed pieces from our good friend and yours, Yadier Molina. Uh, everything STL Sports, Cardinal Freak, all the wonderful Facebook groups, fans of Yadier Molina, uh, St. Louis Cardinals Nation, uh, baseball heaven. I mean, just uh, just I'm gonna try to. St- we're gonna do something, guys. I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with this. We're gonna highlight a different fan group uh, as soon as we can get some stuff going with these guys. I want to bring on the people that did these because I mean they do so much work just to provide us an opportunity to uh, uh, to talk Cardinal baseball on Facebook. So again. Uh, as far as we're concerned, our ask of you, follow us at Birds on a Bat Show on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Don't forget, Two Birds on a Bat, like our Facebook page. Start inviting your friends now in anticipation of this great contest. Thanks to our good friend, Josh Potter, Arch City Media, and, of course, Yadier Molina and his assistance in uh, helping us with the Marcelo Zuna jersey. We appreciate it, him and Benji both. Um, again, uh, uh, Instagram, Two Birds on a Bat Show. Follow us there. Check us out, twobirdsonabat.com for all of our friends at lineupmedia.fm. Home of Yo Radio, Brian Kroc, Andrew Allen. I leave you. Let's go, birds. Go, birds. Go, birds. Go, birds. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.